Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Off Script with Pastor Jared, solo in the studio today and uh, taking on a controversial issue that is pretty fresh from happening uh, just a couple days ago coming out into the news. And uh, I want to thank one of our anonymous listeners for submitting this. Uh, this is going to be one that was gi- uh, given to me through the off script form on our website. And just as a reminder, anybody at any time can anonymously uh, suggest a topic or um an issue that they want me to cover biblically, and that would be through kirbywoods.org slash offscript. Uh, and there's no hyphens there, just kirbywoods.org slash offscript. And that link should be in the description of whatever you're watching or listening to. And uh, would love for you to drop any topic in there at all. Sometimes I get to them, sometimes I don't. Uh, but anyway, today's comes from a listener. So thank you, listeners, uh, for participating with that. And it is pretty fresh in the news. Alistair Begg is going to be the topic of today. Alistair Begg. So really quick before we get started, I just want to say I have listened to Alistair Begg before. Uh, he is a preacher that I enjoy. I think he's faithful. I think he's a good uh, expositor of God's word. Um, I don't I wouldn't say he's in my top three or top five, but uh, certainly in my top 20. I mean, I know who he is. I've, I have listened to sermons from him. I have Never heard anything from him that was alarming. Never heard anything that made me think, oh, man, I, I question this guy's integrity or this guy's ability to uh, exegete scripture or anything like that. So uh, so this is kind of a, a puzzling one. It's tough. And I'll give you the headline up front, and then we will go to the details. The headline is essentially Alistair Begg has been canceled by American Family Radio. Uh, he's not going to be carried on their on their radio waves anymore. They've removed him. So why would that be? Let's talk about that. First of all, there is a a I guess now four or five month old um, quote uh, from Alistair Begg. He did he was promoting a book and he was making the rounds and he was going on different various shows. In this particular show, he had. Um, an interaction with the host that caused him to tell an example of some counseling that he had given to someone um, that was a grandmother asking him about whether or not she should attend the wedding of her um, homosexual grandson, whether she should go or not. And so let's go to the quote because I have it. I want to be super careful here. Because I want to respect Alistair Begg. He's had a long, faithful ministry. I do not want to take him out of context. Um, So I want to read the quote uh, as it was said by him on this particular program, okay? So Alistair Begg says, I mean, you and I know that we field questions all the time that go along the lines of, my grandson is about to be married to a transgender person, and I don't know what to do about this. And I'm calling to ask you to tell me what to do, which is a huge responsibility. And I had a conversation like that just a few days ago. And people may not like this answer, but I asked the grandmother, does your grandson understand your belief in Jesus? She said, yes. Does your grandson understand that your belief in Jesus makes it such that you can't countenance in any affirming way the choices that he has made in his life? She said, yes. I said, well, then, okay, as long as he knows that, then I suggest that you do go to the ceremony, and I suggest that you buy them a gift. Oh, she said. What? She was caught off guard. 
I said, well, here's the thing. Your love for them may catch them off guard, but your absence will simply reinforce the fact that they said these people are what I always thought, judgmental, critical, unprepared to countenance anything. And it's a fine line, isn't it? It really is. People need to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling, but I think we're going to take that risk. We're going to have to take that risk a lot more if we want to build bridges into the hearts and lives of those who don't understand Jesus and don't understand that he is king. End quote. So that's the full Alistair Begg quote. His position in this, uh, this call, this, this example of, of giving counsel to this grandmother was that she should go to the wedding uh, of the LGBTQ um, grandson if the grandson understood that she was not affirming of it and that her views had not changed, that she still believed um, that this was a sinful act, but that she should go to the wedding and buy them a gift. And his rationale was was sort of the, um, you're showing love by attending. Perhaps he, he was saying you're keeping the door open for evangelistic conversation. I'm putting a little, a little bit of words in his mouth, but I think that's what he was getting at, is that you're keeping the door open through your love, that they won't shut you down and they won't see you as a hateful person, judgmental, critical, uh, and that they will be more open later uh, to to conversation. All right? So, uh, if that would have been it, that probably would have just made some rumblings on Twitter like it did earlier in the week, but it did amp up. What did it amp up to? Uh, American Family Radio responded, which was one of the larger um, ways that Alistair Begg's sermons are are put out into the world. And so I have a quote that I want to read to you from their camp, from American Family Radio, and their um, one of their leaders, Mr. Vitagliano, who has gotten involved here. So American Family Radio says, when it comes to attending the ceremony honoring two homosexuals, Vitagliano says, AFA strongly disagrees with the pastor who, according to his staff, sees the issue as one of individual conscience. This is a critical issue in the body of Christ right now, Vitagliano said, and this is not only the wrong counsel, but it is deeply disturbing for Christians who want to hold the line against the cultural impact of the LGBTQ agenda. On the live broadcast, Vitagliano said he told Begg's staff that he is also a pastor uh, who has taught that Jesus showed approval for marriage between men and women in the book of John, and that he attended a wedding in Cana. And the question is, is if a Christian goes to a homosexual wedding, are they approving of it, he said. Our answer here is absolutely yes. Walker Wildman said the goal of the phone call, so now we're talking about a phone call that took place, the goal of the phone call with Begg's staff was to find some reconciliation, but it did not happen, he said. In an attempt to clarify the situation, he and Vitagliano pressed the issue with several questions until it was clear without any misunderstanding that Begg was standing by his comments from the September podcast. They said, this isn't something we saw coming. This isn't like one of the other evangelical leaders that have drifted. This is not one that was on the list. So, in short, um, the the leaders of this radio station have protested what Begg had said in that interview, 
and uh, it sounds like reached out to him or his camp for clarification, maybe for retraction. We'll never know what took place on that phone call, but what we know is that they came away uh, disheartened. They were disappointed in their answer, and we do know from the phone call that that Alistair Begg or his team uh, doubled down on the original stance that uh, it is acceptable for for Christians to attend homosexual weddings so long as they don't affirm it in their belief. Um, this was enough for American Family Radio to to pull Alistair Begg's messages from their radio waves. Uh, and then at the very end, it's almost saying, like, we, we might have expected this from other folks, but not Alistair Begg, because uh, he has been so solid over the long haul. All right. That's all the facts out front, ladies and gentlemen. What I want to do now is is I had four key questions that I could think of that I want to lead you through uh, and just to think about this issue, all right? The first question is, is attendance at a wedding an endorsement or at least a blessing on that couple, okay? is If you attend a wedding, are you endorsing that day and that ceremony? Are you are you saying I'm by my attendance lending my blessing to the couple? And I hope it works out and I hope it's glorious. That's why I'm here. Be blessed. Alistair Begg would probably say no. It sounds like his answer would be no because otherwise how could you give that advice? For all we for all we know of Alistair Begg's teaching, having followed him for many years, he does believe homosexuality is sin. He is not an advocate, an ally of the LGBTQ um, sin uh, plethora. He is not. So it sounds like he, the issue here would be that he is saying you can go to a wedding without endorsing it. The position I want to take as, as me, Jared Cress, and I think, I think my folks at Kirby Woods would stand with me on this, is that a, a attendance at a wedding is absolutely an endorsement. It is absolutely an endorsement. When you show up at a wedding, you're saying, I love this couple. I want them to succeed. I hope this marriage works in the long haul and that God is, is in it and, and, and it's a blessing to all, for, to the future children, and, and you're, that's what you're saying. So I do not think there is any way that you could attend a wedding of of two homosexuals and in any way try to separate that it's not an endorsement it is an endorsement um i'm just i'm thinking here a, a wedding when i do weddings so i'm a pastor right i've i do weddings i've led weddings before the way i lead weddings is a worship service we are calling on almighty god to to come and be with us and to observe and to enter into covenant with husband and wife. Uh, it's a three-party deal. Husband, wife, and God. That's what a marriage covenant is. You're asking, you're asking God to come and bless this thing. And 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 we're reading Ephesians 5, and we're saying that you're going to sanctify one another over time. You're going to become holy in your wedding, uh, in your vows, and you're going to uh, be there for one another and support one another and there's no way that a homosexual wedding could do that. It's not possible. It, it is the anti-version of, of what is supposed to be. And so I, I just don't see any way that you could say that that, that you could endorse um, that 
with your presence. It's it's just not possible, guys. So my official position, I'll, I'll be on record. I'll sign something. I don't care. Um, Christians should not be attending homosexual, transsexual, LGBTQ plus of any kind weddings. All right. It just should not be. Um, it doesn't matter if it's your family. It doesn't matter if you fit your friends. Um, you cannot endorse it with your actions and with your presence. You can still love them. You can still have a voice in their life, but you can't go to the ceremony. You just can't do it. Okay. So that's number one. Is attendance at a wedding an endorsement? I'm going to say yes, it is. Number two, can we have correct theology but come to poor application of that theology? Um, I think that's what's happened to Alistair Begg. I believe in my heart, unless I see different, and I will correct if I see different, I believe from experience and listening to Alistair Begg that he has a correct theology of human sexuality and what a wed and what a, a, a marriage is um, and what God's view of gender is. I believe he believes the truth and has taught the truth. So I give him the credit and the benefit of the doubt on that. But somehow his application of that has gone a little a little off the rails. OK, so what sounds like from his answer in this and his doubling down is that he wants to place a higher value on the on the perception of the Christian by the homosexual that they are perceived as loving and perceived as supportive and perceived as non-judgmental, um, that that is more important than the lesson taught in not coming to the wedding. So I think what he's doing is he's elevating compassion a little bit high and he's elevating a futuristic evangelistic moment a little bit high as opposed to um, standing by the truth in the moment. So I think that is what's happened is that you absolutely can have a correct theology, but when it comes squeeze time, when it comes to the moment when you have to apply that theology in real life with, with issues that are not perfectly laid out, you know, and the Bible says exactly this or that, a lot of times folks go, go wrong because application is the hard part. I mean, exposition, uh, you know, exegesis, those are not actually the hard parts. The application is the hard part, and that's where I think Alistair Begg um, whiffed on this particular case. Number three question should AFR cancel Alistair Begg? Should they cancel Alistair Begg? Okay, my opinion on this is going to be though he was wrong on this issue, and I am actually really sad that after giving us, he had a moment to retract and, and come back, he did not. I, If I were the president of AFR, I probably would not cancel Alistair Begg and say that we don't want your sermons on our airwaves. To me, you reserve that for if Alistair Begg has gone back on his view of homosexuality, if he's teaching homosexuality is not sin, if he is, um, you know, waffling on caving to the LGBTQ movement, um, in this case, he's not doing that. It's just a poor application. Um, but I, it's just hard for me because this guy has been faithful for years, decades. I mean, he's, he's 70 something years old now. He's been a pastor for such a long time. I want to honor this man. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't think he's falling off the rails personally. Now time always tells, but I just, 
I think it's if I'm the president of AFR and I'm not, nobody nobody's called me for my opinion. And furthermore, I don't know what was said on a private phone call, but I probably would not remove him from the radio at this point. And that leads me to my fourth point. Uh, the question is, should you, listener, uh, mark and avoid Alistair Begg? There are times when when somebody crosses the Rubicon, if you will. Someone goes too far and you have to put them into this mark and avoid territory. All right, we've done that at Kirby Woods with um, in our music with Bill Johnson, Brian Johnson, and Bethel, and uh, Stephen Furtick in Elevation. We've done that. Um, I've done that on this podcast, and I encourage everybody to, to go with me on Andy Stanley. Uh, I have put him in that category. He has gone far beyond what Alistair Begg has said in his um, all but – explicit affirmation of homosexuality. So I, I'm not afraid to do that at this moment, this week <laughs> where things stand and the information available. I don't feel Alistair Begg has crossed that line when we need to mark and avoid him. Um, I, I think he has a lot of great stuff in his teaching ministry and it is founded on the gospel. I think he had, he's just, he's made a bad, he's made a bad call here. Um, I, I got to see a little more for me to put somebody in the mark and avoid category. I got to see a little more than this. Let's just remember as we close what he has said, he has said homosexuality is sin. And if you believe it's sin, and if the person whose wedding you're attending knows that you believe it's sin, then you can go to the wedding. That's, I believe wrong, but I don't believe that's mark and avoid territory. Okay, that's just where I'm at. Um, what do you think uh, as you're sitting there in your car at the gym, uh, at your laptop, at your desk, as you're listening to this? Uh, research this story. Check it out. It's not hard to find. And uh, make sure that everything is as I have said it is. And um, think through what you would do in this situation. You know, it's, it's, good, it, it's a good test for us. If you were the grandma. Uh, what would you do? If you were Alistair Begg and someone asked you what counsel you would give, what would you say? If you were American Family Radio president and Alistair Begg was on your radio channel and this happened, what would you do? Um, I don't think you have to agree with me on every single one of these points. I do hope you agree with me on the main point that um, you shouldn't probably go to the wedding. I, I do think that that is objectively true. Um, I understand. I understand the motivation for long-term evangelism is strong. And you think you're doing a favor. My point is that you're not doing the favor that you think you are. Okay. But I, but I understand where someone's head is and their heart is by trying to minister to a person by not appearing judgmental. I understand. I disagree, but I understand where that's coming from. If that's where you're at today. Okay. So, uh, that's the short end of the story. Hope it's been helpful to just run run through it together. Think about some pros and cons, some different angles in it. But uh, this has kind of been the Christian news of the week. And uh, hopefully now you're a little bit more up to speed on it. And uh, listen, it is a privilege to have uh, this show and be able to talk to you guys about these things. Uh, don't forget, if you're listening to this, subscribe. If you haven't ever subscribed, um, put us, uh, give us a nice rating and review. Share it with a friend. And uh, th this podcast grows. It only helps out Kirby Woods. It only helps out, um, hopefully, the truth that gets out there. 
And uh, if you're in the in the Memphis area and you're looking for a Bible preaching church, man, Kirby Woods Baptist Church, check us out, kirbywoods.org. Uh, would love to meet you one one of these days. Thanks for being a listener. God bless. Mm-hmm.